Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome back uh, for all you listeners. If you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Uh, if you have heard us before in the past, welcome back. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, today's podcast is about, uh, we're, we're close to Father's Day. We're in June and we're close to Father's Day and we find ourselves in uh, or speaking with certain clients at certain times of the year and uh, this month has resonated so much with the fathers or soon-to-be fathers that we've been having here at sports performance and the conversations that we've had with them and one of the the biggest challenges that we hear uh, especially with soon-to-be dads dads uh, uh, grandfathers, whatever it is, is the challenge with staying fit after 40. And it's not necessarily a numerical thing. It could be that uh, that's the time of life when uh, a lot of chaos is happening, um, a different stage of life. For some people, um, they are their kids are going through different phases. Uh, they're in high school or they're having newborns, whatever it is. It just seems that life seems to happen uh right around that 40 mark for a lot of people. It's just busy. And so uh, as we go through this podcast, I want to share some personal experiences that we've had here at Sports Performance, uh, a little bit of myself and my journey, um, and the stories behind the clients we serve and the questions that we get. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of clients who come in and say, you know, I feel more stiffness. I feel more... Uh, aches and pains as I've been getting, been getting older and it coincidentally happens to be around that 40 mark. And I will say that uh, a lot of the new aches and pains or the trouble staying fit or consistent with the schedule is not always an aging thing. A lot of clients will say, well, they attribute it to aging. Well, it's actually not just the aging component because we have clients along the whole spectrum who are just starting, they've been doing this for a while, and you have pro athletes still going. So it's not always an age thing. And I wanna share with you three simple ways to stay fit after 40. As I've gone on this journey and I find myself in this same predicament, and I treat a lot of people with this same framework, you have to understand that as you approach this age, it's not just because you're aging, it's the habits and discipline that you maintain as you age. I'm gonna say that again. It's not just the normal process of aging, it's the habits and discipline you maintain as you age. As I mentioned, for a lot of people, you might have kids, you're looking for your house or you have a house, you're fixing it, you're renovating it. Uh, you maybe got a recent promotion at your job. You're more involved in your job. And so what happens is, you know, kids, family, uh, your own personal relationships, uh, you're maybe focusing on yourself more. Kids and life and work, they start taking a priority. 
And the hardest part is to now put yourself first. And it's really hard. I, I find it myself that you, you put so much time and effort into making sure other people are safe and healthy and you're providing for your family or whatever it is. And you find yourself, well, like, what about me? At the end of the day, like, how do I, it's hard to work out if I'm taking people to, to school or, or I have to go to work at 7 a.m. and I get home at 5 and we've got homework and, and you know, dinner and, and bath routine or whatever it is, like, your whole day's gone. So staying fit after 40 is real. And, and that's just because of shift in, in priorities and schedule and everything else. But it's really about the habits and discipline that you maintain. Uh, you just have more on the plate and you're just trying to figure out how to distribute that time or allocate the time differently. So uh, here are my tips. Number one, you have to improve your weekly recovery after exercise. So what I typically see is that uh, a lot of people after 40 will try and stay fit and they'll try and uh, exercise, you know, three days in a row because they know on the weekends they're going to be gone for a tournament or they're going to be doing other things and family things, whatever it is. The challenge becomes if you only exercise a couple amount of days, you might go hard because you know that the next few days you're not going to have a lot of time. So you try and cram everything into a shorter uh, uh, burst of exercise. Well, what happens is you actually have to recover. You can't go hard five days in a row. You actually have to rest and recovery and allow the body to uh, come back full force. So uh, what I highly recommend is that you start with five to 10 minutes of a nice little easy warm up or cool down. And I don't even care if you touch your toes or you go for a jog or you uh, stretch whatever magical stretch that you love. And it really doesn't matter. You just need to do something before activity and after activity. You have to realize when you exercise, you're creating trauma to the body. You are telling it that you are going to do some physical trauma to the body. It doesn't know that it's exercise. It just knows that the knee is about to take 50,000 repetitions of impact and you call it running. It doesn't know any better. So it sees it as trauma. So your job is to recover from that trauma so you can do it again and tomorrow or next day or 48 hours, whatever it is. And so you have to be able to rest and recover and allow those joints to go again. So in order to do that, one of the first things you can do do a great little warm-up, a great little stretch. Five to 10 minutes doesn't have to be uh, the fanciest YouTube exercises. You just got to do it. And just like and just like a car, your body needs a tune-up regularly. So assuming you do your five minutes of warm-up and cool down, just know your body is taking wear and tear just like a car does. The wheels need a tune-up. They need alignment, whatever it may be. So the tune-up is actually going to be happening happening when you're resting. So you want to make sure that you're refueling your body with the water that you lost. So staying really good about your hydration, your nutrition to replenish all those bro broken muscle tissues, all those repair processes that need to happen. You need to be eating properly, whatever that means for you. I don't think you need a specific diet or anything else. Just eat healthier choices. And then last but not least, you definitely need to be sleeping because when you sleep, that is when all of your repair processes are happening. Most people think that when they eat, that's when they're actually refueling and replenishing. While that might be true, when it, all the magic happens is when you're asleep, now that body's at rest 
everything behind the scenes is working to make sure that you're okay to go for the next day. So if you're not sleeping, that's where you're going to find yourself more sore, more stiff. That's 100% guaranteed. So number one, improve your weekly recovery after exercise. Uh, number one was partly five to ten minutes of warm-up, cool down. Watch your hydration, improve your nutrition, and get some sleep. That's number one. That's how to improve your general fitness recovery after exercise. Number two, decide if you want to focus on strengthening or cardiovascular exercise. What's the difference? Why would you do one versus the other? And it depends. I know everybody hates that answer. Uh, number one, cardiovascular exercise is really good for your heart. I mean, that that if you're looking long term, that's one of the most effective things that you can do for yourself. The one downside to cardiovascular exercise is that the main calorie burning, all the exercise, the, all the output that happens is only when you do your exercise, which is great. You know, you burn 300 calories and you you ran the mile or whatever it is in, in a very short time and your fitness level is getting better. Now, how does it compare with strengthening, strengthening exercise? Strengthening exercises by nature have a load or, an, or a weight or something that you actually have to lift. Now, your heart rate might not get as high as, we, as you would with cardiovascular exercise, but the calories burned and the ensuing trauma and repair processes are actually going to work in your benefit. Let me explain. Now, if I'm doing a weighted bicep curl and I curl something and that creates soreness in my biceps, what's actually happening is you're actually tearing or actually pulling apart some of that muscle tissue. Now, why would we do that? Well, because that's how muscles get bigger and stronger. We have to break them down. We build them up to be stronger. Now, in order for them to build back up, we actually need to refuel it with protein and food. And what happens is that repair process happens when you're sleeping and at rest. So you're actually burning calories to repair tissue. So while cardiovascular exercise is really good for your heart and for the long term, your calories burned are just for that moment. Whereas if you go to lift weights or do strength exercises, you're actually burning calories, although they're smaller during a workout, but now you're burning calories at rest. So long term investment wise, it's actually great to work on strengthening exercises because you're going to actually burn calories throughout the day versus just a cardiovascular exercise like running. You're only getting the benefit during that hour. Now, the best combination is to do both. You want to do cardiovascular exercise and strengthening exercises. If you only work out twice a week, by definition, that's maintenance. You're not going to be moving very far. You're just doing it to maintain everything that you've done. Now, if you ask, Chris, what's the best? I would say bare minimum four days a week. I would do two days of cardiovascular exercise and two days of strengthening exercises. So you have four days and you have a, a rest day in between. So you can do Mondays and Thursdays run, Tuesdays and Fridays strengthening. Saturday, Sunday, go have time with the family, enjoy life, and Wednesday's your day off or whatever it is to repair and not be so sore. And now the the challenge I have, and, and I think a lot of people will have, is the, the timing of these things. And and I'll share that on the next, uh, on the third bullet point. But ultimately, m my takeaway for this is, 
is you want to include both in an ideal scenario. You want to have a healthy heart for the long term. You want to have really good muscle tissue to keep you strong, keep those joints going. So if you're looking at that mo the most bang for your buck, how do you burn calories during exercise and after exercise and create a well-balanced program? I would say you want to do both. And most people have this, you know, uh, th this view that one is better than the other or uh, that this one's going to make them more bulky or they're going to lose too much weight. It, it's for the general health and staying fit. Both of those are going to be uh, the most bang for your buck to combine them. Okay. All right. So the last one, number three. So the first one was improve your weekly recovery after exercise. Number two, decide if you want to focus on strengthening and or cardiovascular exercise or both. Okay. And number three, you need to avoid becoming a weekend warrior. What is a weekend warrior? We've all heard this. Okay. Uh, we all have busy lives or perceived busy lives. It's, it's all about what we make it, right? It's about the habits and discipline that you maintain as you age. So most people have a hectic Monday through Friday because they work long hours at the office or whatever it is, and then they only have time on the weekends. So they go out and exercise on the weekends. They go out and play basketball, soccer, baseball, whatever you did in high school, and you go and replicate that. Or you go to the gym on the weekends. That's a weekend warrior. Somebody who just tries to cram it all in in 48 hours, what they should have been doing all week. And what happens is that sets people up for injuries because your body's not two days, as I mentioned, is only maintenance. And so if you go on and do high stress activities, what they're not used to, that's when you pull muscles or you strain certain joints or whatever it is. And weekend warriors typically come in on Mondays and Tuesdays with more soreness and injuries. And the reality is, is that you don't don't fight it. Don't just do weekends. You just have to add in two more days during the week. You have to find that balance. So if the weekends is the only time that you can work out, not a problem, but you have to fit two other days in. And that's where I talked about on point number two, you ultimately have to figure out how you're going to set the discipline and be able to create a weekly schedule that works with your schedule. So here's my tips on how to avoid becoming a weekend warrior because you're going to have soreness, you're going to have injuries, and that's when you end up seeing us at sports performance for pain. And our our mission in life is to just keep you healthy and active for life, which means you might start with us when you're in pain. And I understand that. But ultimately, we don't want that to come back. And we know how to keep you away from that. And one of those things is stop being a weekend warrior. And if weekend warrior is the only thing that you can do, it is about trying to find the times and the days and the priorities that you can create those other days for fitness. It's about the discipline. All right. So how do we avoid becoming a weekend warrior? All right. So here's what I have. Number one, sit down and design a routine that is best suited for your schedule and your fitness level. If you do not sit down, literally allocate 20 minutes of your life, sit down and just look at a piece of paper and write out Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, all the way throughout the whole week and write out your schedule, your work schedule. And now at the where can you fit this in? Are you a lunch person? Are you a weekend person? Or excuse me, an evening person? Or can you do a 4 a.m. workout? If you're like, ah, Chris, I can't do that. That's too much. Okay, don't do it then. Can you do a 12 to 1, whatever your lunch hour is? Or, or can you do it from 5 to 6 right before dinner time and stay true 
to it. It's all about what's realistic. Don't, I see clients in here coming in, you know, trying to change the world with their schedule. I'm going to wake up at 2.45 in the morning. I'm going to run from 3 to 5 a.m. and do all these things. How many times did you do it in the last month? Zero. So clearly that doesn't work. So you need to find a time that is realistic. Realistic. So I personally, I love waking up at 4.45 a.m. But I also like working out at 2. My body feels best at 2 or 5 p.m. Like that, Those are my times to work out. But I know that that's what works for me. So you just need to figure out your schedule. So stop second guessing it. You literally need to write it down and then transfer it onto some form of a calendar to keep you accountable. I love Google Calendar. I love my iPhone calendar. It's all integrated and it it has to be there. If it's not on paper, you forget and then nothing keeps you accountable. It's not staring at your face. So number one, you have to start with a routine. So figure it out, design it, and, and you have to have, take your time. It has to be there so you can see it and it's in your face or if you need to put it on your refrigerator sounds good now number two if you have trouble with motivation or like where to start you have to or i highly recommend you consult with a fitness professional now most people say like i don't need that i don't need a fitness professional tell me what to do i know how to do it sounds good how's that working for you do you do it regularly are you doing it consistently are you progressing or are you just doing the same thing that you did 10 years ago or five years ago in the gym? The same 10 exercises. Bench press, shoulder press, squat, leg extension, shoulder raises. You stretch and you go home. If you're not progressing, your body's not adapting. That's why you're not changing. The podcast is about staying fit after 40. And if you try and do the same thing you were doing before, you're wasting your time. And if you rely on Google and YouTube to create your workouts, you're only as good as you know. And if you're, this is not your specialty, don't try and own it. If you're an accountant, that's your specialty. You're not somebody who designs programs. If you're a cardiologist, that's your specialty. And so fitness professionals, this is what they do for a living. They literally tell you what to do. Go do that for a month. Come back. We design another program. i measuring your progress. How much stronger are you? What's your running like? We're not going to do it. Like humans, we just, life happens. It's the last of our priorities. So I think you need to face that if that's a challenge for you. If accountability and knowledge is the challenge, you got to hire somebody. Partner with them. Consult with them. Whatever you want to call it. And stop using the excuse that I know what to do. I have this discussion with clients all the time. It's not a pride thing. It's a knowledge and accountability thing. And if it hasn't worked for you, consider it. If you just need, you know, we call them bumpers. I, I, I need less of this and more of this. If you need just bumpers of what to do or how to do it a little bit better, that's perfect. Just see somebody every once in a while, get updates and get tune-ups. And here's your new program and go out and do it. That's perfect. But I think you... We, as humans, need to realize when we need that support. So hire somebody if you need to. Okay. Uh, number three, I think uh, this was the most critical component for me personally, is to communicate with your spouse or your partner how big of a priority this was. Down the line, uh, if you stick with our podcast or our blogs, I'll share my personal success story um, of my recent weight loss journey. And... 
uh, one of the biggest things I had to change was tell my wife and for those of you guys who know uh, my boss my queen uh, Stephanie I had to let her know how big of a deal this was for me and and why I wanted to shift my priority towards myself and improving my fitness and long-term health and that was one of the biggest steps for me because all then she all she did was say of course I'll support you through that but I didn't know that that was a priority for you and I had to that one simple thing if I was missing that I would have been trying on my own and it was great because she was helping me and supporting me with hey maybe we shouldn't go out to eat this weekend or maybe we should cook something different or maybe not put so much oil in that or when we went grocery shopping we just changed up our routine instead of getting you know chips we got rice cakes instead of doing uh, chocolate we got carrots and some of you are like thinking that sounds miserable however it was productive because by me communicating with her she knew what my overall goal was and how important it was to me and of course your partner and your spouse like they just want to see you succeed in life that's their journey and so by doing that it was a game changer for me so if you haven't done that i think it's so critical uh to they all they want to do is see you succeed so uh that is number three you know avoid becoming a, a weekend warrior uh using those three tips and i think that you know when you put all those together and you have good recovery uh, you're focusing on strengthening cardiovascular exercise and you have a consistent routine, you're set up for success to have less stiffness, uh, less joint irritation, and uh, be that better you. Um, now, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, uh, that sounds amazing. Um, if you find yourself stuck, like not knowing where to start, you're, you're tired of living with like those darn aches and pains of back pain that just doesn't go away, I think that it's time for you to get some support and um, I, I think that we all need some form of either education or accountability or motivation whatever one works for you I think that uh, you kind of have to realize where your limitations are and then get that help and support so you become stronger in that area and if that sounds like you uh, you know the, the team at sports performance this is what we do we specialize in helping people with these exact scenarios people who maybe just need a little kickstart, maybe who need a little support advice along the way, or maybe you've done it all and now you just need like just little turns of a dial, do less of this, do more of this, little consulting here and there. Either way, it's tough to do it on your own and I completely get it and that's why I want you to stay tuned to my personal success story as we go on with our blogs and, and our podcasts here uh, at Sports Performance and just know that we're all human. Uh, we all go after this. We all face the same challenges, especially if it's uh, after 40. Uh, and that's not because of aging. It is because of your habits and your discipline. Nothing more. So I hope this podcast uh, helps uh, in any way, uh, shape, or form. And uh, if you know anybody who would benefit, share this podcast with them. Uh, it truly comes from the bottom of my heart to uh, working with all these athletes, community members. Um, these are the three simplest, easiest ways to stay fit after 40. Well, there you have it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp 
at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.